0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I am your host, and I am joined today by Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. And Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. And as you can see, we are not in the studio. We are in beautiful Big Como, Canada, in the province of Quebec. Is that right? Is that right? <laughs> yes. In the country <laughs> of Canada. In the that country of Canada. Right. I say Canada. I didn't know if it was province or something else. No, it's
1: province. province not right? Providence. Uh,
0: that's a uh, Aboard the beautiful Disney Magic. We are on a seven-night sailing that we're enjoying very much. We're coming to the end of our cruise, so we thought we'd uh, record a couple shows for you and uh, give you some information, and we hope you find it useful. So in this particular episode, we're going to talk about upgrading at the port. Upgrading your stateroom from what you've purchased to a higher-level stateroom when you arrive at the port. This, specifically the information we we'll share with you is about Disney Cruise Line because I don't know how it works on other cruise lines because <laughs> right. I learned it this time but if we experience it or come up with the information for other cruise lines we will share that with you but this is about Disney Cruise Line so I got to give you a little bit of background a little bit of history of what's going on here this particular sailing that we're on is an agent education program so Disney has invited travel agents on board to attend courses and because of that they have, um, I don't want to say given, but they provided us with a stateroom at a lower cost mm-hmm. than a normal uh, reservation. We were given in a, a balcony stateroom, uh, an outside stateroom with a balcony and for those of you who watch, Kevin and I are not really good about traveling in regular staterooms
1: no matter how much Tracy was hoping you were traveling in a regular
0: stateroom. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we like our concierge level rooms. We like our suites. I asked uh, our rep at Disney if I could upgrade, and the answer was no. This was the stateroom they were giving everybody. So Tracy said, Well, why don't you try to upgrade at the port? And I went, <laughs> yeah, <that's exactly laughs> like What is this upgrade thing yeah. you speak of? <laughs> Um, so at first I said no. I said, we're not going to do it. We're, we're fine. fine. We'll be just fine.
1: It'll we'll be, be okay. Fine. It'll be great. Yeah, I knew that would be.
0: We were actually, we had a handicapped accessible state room uh, to make it easier for Kevin. So we knew we had enough room to get around and to, to do what we needed to do and have the shower that we require. But
1: the closer the sailing got and the more reality to, set in. <laughs> the idea of upgrading again. So the <sighs> night before I get a text. So this upgrading you were speaking of what grade. time would we have to get to port to do that? Talk about
0: <laughs> it. I done some research. I googled it and looked around. I actually found some information on the Disboards about it. And basically what they said was you should get to the port very early and go to the supervisor desk. So I texted Tracy and I said, How early do you think the port will be open. Again, we, we go now.
1: <laughs>
0: now, if I send Tracy now... <laughs> right,
1: right, yeah. What are you doing right now?
0: <laughs> because it wasn't Port Canaveral, not, and not being as familiar with the port, I didn't know exactly how it would work. We sailed out of New York City for yeah. this cruise. A at a Manhattan cruise terminal. Oh, you're going to get to hear the ship's announcement. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> over our show. So, um, the night before, I texted Tracy. I said, how early do you think I should get to the port? You said, what, by 10 oh, o'clock? o'clock?
1: Yeah, I said between 10 and 11, but earlier the better. I wasn't sure, again, because it wasn't Port Canaveral. wasn't exactly sure when they would let us in, but I had heard that starting around 10, 10.30, would let us in.
0: So we had planned to get here about 10, between 10 and 10.30, we were going to get to the port. And as we were getting our luggage, the porter, and in our hotel, we stayed in a hotel room in New York City. The porter said, oh, you guys are doing this just right, because we have been called for... Uh, to get 40 carts ready to bring people to the Disney Cruise Line ship. And we went, uh-oh.
1: Oh, that's because Disney was using your hotel as the pre-night that they were offering to people. Yep. That's why. It's also what
0: Royal Caribbean was doing, too, because yes. we saw a lot of Royal Caribbean luggage. Yep. But we went, okay, let's go. So we did as quickly as we could. We got a Uber. We got to port. I would say it was five or ten minutes after ten. Yeah, it was early. I was surprised that we were, were. we were earlier than Tracy. We were earlier
1: than Tracy. We were earlier than Tracy.
0: I was surprised that they actually like let us in. I thought we'd have to sit outside. People were already in and checking in at yeah. 10 o'clock, I was shocked. So we get there and uh, we go through the security, and I went ahead. I was under the impression that I had to go talk to the supervisor first, but you actually have to check in first. So one of the things that was sort of on our side was the fact that we're all platinum. So we were able to go through the platinum line, there was no waiting, checked in. I checked in and I said, I want to upgrade. And the woman's was like, sir, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't do that here. It, I'm only going check to in. the Uber driver that too. I did, like, <laughs> Sir, please <laughs> hurry. I have to get an upgrade.
1: It's, it's not for the weak at heart. It is not. It's not. It is, not. it is such a stressful thing because you are competing with everybody else checking in for whatever upgrades may or may not be available. Now, in your case... You wanted suites. And before the cruise, we knew the two-bedroom was available. Um, But there was only one. I had known from checking that there were some T's and some V's. But there was that one two-bedroom. That's
0: what we were actually looking for. So the woman's checking us in, and I'm hysterical. Hurry up, please hurry up, please hurry up. (laughs) Because then we had to go and stand in another line where there was a supervisor. And that makes it move faster. Right, it it does. does. And I'm totally stressed out at this point. So then we go stand in line for the supervisor, and there's about three or four other folks in front of us, and I'm sure we're not going to get an upgrade. The, the good thing was, this sailing was not full. As a matter of fact, we learned that there's 75% yeah.
1: full. So that was on our side. I
0: think if you're on a ship that's full or, or near our capacity. We've gone on cruises, on Disney cruises, where there's been a sign that
2: says no yeah. available upgrades right. on this sailing.
1: And it's very rare to have suites still available with Disney on sale day. You know, you, you can check leading up to it, um, but it's rare to see suites. And not to say they never do, but certainly not that right. you want know, one of the two bedrooms. Very right. rare to see one of those.
0: So I get through the supervisor desk and I say to the woman, I got married! <laughs> and she <laughs> says, certainly, sir, I'd be happy to help you. I'm from Disney Cruise Line and I would love to
1: <laughs> Stop using stressful. words. It was like the old days when you used to book Cinderella's royal table. It's like, don't ask me any questions. I don't want to say good morning. Just book it. Exactly. And just find it. <laughs> just find it for me.
0: So um, they looked it up and it found it turned out that the two bedroom was not available. Okay, one of the one bedrooms were available, and actually a handicapped accessible one bedroom was available. Excellent. We decided we were going to take that, um, and then from there the process was fairly simple. I don't know what this magic formula is for pricing oh, it. Magic.
1: it. There's just simply a chart,
0: right? But I don't know. I don't know yeah. ahead of time who decided that this was the appropriate pricing because it's like based on length of cruise and destination. Yeah, and but I
1: think by the time you get to port, it's nothing more than a chart. This is a stateroom you're in right. down the left side, and so I believe the upgrade amounts—they're never the same for different right. cruises. I think it depends on availability, capacity on the cruise, what's available. Um, but they Disney determines, probably in the last couple of days leading up to it, yeah. what that chart is going to look like. I
0: think that's what I was getting at. It wasn't like I could look up online and someone would say, right. going from... It wasn't 10%, right? A 5C right. No. to a T was going to be $2,000. There's $2, 000, no right.
1: way to know ahead of time right. at all.
0: There was a chart. She absolutely looked at the chart. She you, you know, ran her finger yeah. over and did it I did find out that going from what's the matter? She ran her finger over it? She did. She put her finger. There. She was casting spells in other words? She was following a little chart. Okay. Uh I did ask if the two bedroom were available, what would it cost? It would have been seventy two hundred to go from our five A, five C, five A, I don't know yeah. you
1: were in a six A.
0: Six A. Going from our six A to the uh S. R,
1: it was an
0: R. S. <laughs> We're I
1: don't know which one was available but it was, it was a two-bedroom <laughs>
0: yeah it was a two-bedroom was gonna be about seventy two hundred dollars
1: now keep in mind at that point it does not matter what you paid for your right, stay right. so say for example you booked a VGT and they gave you a category 5b then it's from the 5b to the to the category you want it, it at that point does not matter what you paid if you booked an inside guarantee and ended up with an ocean view it goes from the category of your stateroom to the category of the stateroom you want what you paid does not matter it
0: was much less than if we had booked it ourselves so I was gonna say what actually our category T stateroom was a $3,100 upgrade from the stateroom we had before we're very happy with it Um, we'll talk a little bit about you know again at length about this cruise and our experience some challenges um, but we're familiar with the magic we're actually familiar we have the exact same stateroom we had on a podcast cruise Mm -hmm. so we knew what to expect as far as motion and noise and things like that so we were fine with where we were and we love our stateroom but I just wanted to sort of give somebody an overview of the process got to get there early you got to check in first then you go to the supervisor desk and ask if there's an upgrade available
2: no one should plan this in advance. It should not be your strategy. You should
0: count on it, for sure.
2: Because it was nerve-wracking and there was no guarantee that any of it was going to happen. So you should really be in a stateroom that you're happy
1: with. As I've talked about lots of times, we're typically booking lower stateroom categories. And this is only the second time I've been able to upgrade at port on about 17 Disney cruises. Wow. So it's not offered all the time. It's, it's, um, I may not have tried on all of those cruises, but there's been a number of times where I tried or thought I would when I got to port and it was not available. So it's certainly, as Kevin said, it's not a strategy. It's not, it's not planning. You need to book the category and the stateroom that this you is, can live with. Right. This is magic
2: at the end. If, right. If it
1: happens, it right. happens. And again, I think part
0: of it too is the fact that we were watching and seeing that these were available. I think that if we had, Gone into a week ahead of time and seeing there's no staterooms. Right. I wouldn't have uh, uh, suites. I wouldn't have bothered.
1: Exactly. You're, You're not going to
0: bother with the whole game and dance up court. Right. To try to do it. So, Tracy decided she was going to try to upgrade too.
1: Right. And by the time we got here and but got Tracy through the check-in place, yeah, there was probably about eight people ahead of us still. Um, and it took a long time. Now, I don't think it takes as long as port, in Port Canaveral, but I think here most of the. what are you doing? You're a fool. <laughs> it took a long You know the camera
2: can see you, right? It took a long time because you were casting spells. <laughs> what do I mean? <laughs> she was sitting next to me, and she was trying to fluke the people ahead of her to go faster.
0: Don't take what I want. Yeah. Go faster. Yeah,
1: I put Chris in line. And I knew before he got to the front I had to go because we can't have Chris negotiating for upgrades. I would he would they offered him a savings, he would have had us back in an inside. <laughs> she
2: says it took a long time. It took a long time because
0: she was trying to get three and I would take it. There were quite a few I mean, just the fact that there were maybe three couples in front of us. It felt like it took.
1: A it long took day. a long time because they're discussing the different options, and if you have people who don't necessarily understand the, di- we're, we're lucky we understand the categories, we know what's being offered, and as I said in Port Canaveral, it's a lot. I think there's a lot more Disney employees uh, or cast members working, um, so it seemed to me like they had only one or two ladies doing the upgrades. I will
0: say this the too: they were working off a piece of paper.
1: Yes, which seemed odd to me. Like I think it, it wasn't computerized. It was, you know, they were highlighting and them, crossing them out. So I don't know so, what the normal. Um, so I didn't. Um, I'm not part of the agent education program. So I paid for an ocean view guarantee, and I was assigned a 9C. So I did not request in advance an and accessible stateroom. Um, and I'll tell you. I'm borderline. There'd be some things about it that are convenient, especially around the showering, getting in and out, and not having to step over a tub. But I don't feel like I'm to the point where I need to take one from somebody else. Um, the ship is very limited in accessible staterooms. <laughs> there are and, 18, I was told yesterday. Yeah, it's a very small number, and I've had to re, I've had to help clients find a different sailing because there was no stateroom availability. So I'm very aware. limitations on those.
0: But the fact that these are open and available, I think we could come to the conclusion
1: that people who needed them had them. And that was kind of my game plan. Um, I had watched inventory leaving, leading up to the sailing. So my game plan was once I got here to see what was available. I knew that there was a couple options in the ocean view category still. Um, There were a couple different veranda options. And there was even an inside option that was available before I got here. Um, So I went when it was finally our turn, we found out from being in line that we could have upgraded well first of all once chris heard the upgrade to the one bedroom <laughs> he thought it was that was the total in addition to what we, and once i told him no that's at the cost he's like yeah no <laughs> so i knew that was out so i thought well maybe a category v so then at least because i said it'd be really good for my business for me to experience concierge sure. um, and that was 1700 And he said... And he said... (laughs) (laughs) So then we said, okay, what about veranda? Um, And so I had called a check about upgrading from my ocean view guarantee to a veranda guarantee just before we left, and it was going to be $522. When we got here, I asked and to go to the 6A ocean view, or I'm sorry, 6A veranda from my 9C was $235. So for $235, we went from an ocean view on deck to... To a veranda on deck 6. An accessible veranda. And there was an accessible available.
0: Now, tell them about the the stateroom you were assigned. I originally. was
1: assigned stateroom 2000, which, if you are familiar with a deck plan, is the very most forwardest stateroom on deck 2. I think at
0: one point it was probably storage. Yeah, and it they was, decided, oh, maybe we should make this a stateroom. It was a
1: little less than ideal. But I actually have clients that sail in that general area of the ship, and they love it up there. So, I mean, to each... to reach their own but I thought I'm going to try to get an accessible so I was able to get 6A it was an accessible stateroom and for $235 I saved almost $300 but I also was okay with being in stateroom 2000 and that's where we're talking about playing the game if you're not you need to do something about it in advance
0: the stateroom you were going to be in before again would have worked for us I would have pouted like a child but it would have worked for us I'm glad we got our upgrade again please don't make this your um, plan Right. Because
2: I've ta- we've taken a lot of cruises and never been able to do this. So. Can
1: I talk a little bit about the accessible stateroom? Please room? do. So this is my first time in an accessible stateroom. So I have clients. I've had people before ask me for them because they want the extra floor space. They want the bigger stateroom. Oh well, you know, it would just be convenient. You know, there's some things that are inconvenient about this. I'm I was surprised at the lack of storage in the stateroom. There are no drawers. Um, there are tiny little very shallow drawers that are normally on the on the desk, right? So like where you would I would normally store like papers or my makeup right. or stuff in there um, there's those and you know, my stuff doesn't fit in there right, so exactly. it's not a useless drawer like a uh, or cubes right, exactly so there's a couple shelves in the closet but even some of the closets on the cruise line they have drawers in the closet right. this does not um, all the storage that's around a t- in a typical state room in the bathroom, this has none of that. Um, so we were shocked to have this huge floor space, but really no place to put anything. To put anything. So we have a typical closet, so we were able to hang. Um, so it was a challenge finding a spot for everything. Uh, another thing to know was it is a big open space, but there's no privacy curtain. So for some families, and that's one of the benefits to us when we were in uh, disney Line state room, was the privacy curtain between where maybe Ben would sleep and right. where we would sleep. That's not there. Um, we also have this very big stateroom, but there's still a very teeny little, little TV. Right. So the, where the TV is to where you watch, it's like, I think I can't tell <laughs> who that is. <laughs> right. So uh, there were some things, and also because it's accessible, we found out, we thought our door was broke because we couldn't use the inside security lock when we were inside the stateroom and that's just a feature of accessible staterooms they that's not activated so that somebody wouldn't be in the stateroom with that locked and have trouble and no one could get to them right for sure. Um, the other thing is you swipe your key to get in on the wall so the door opens on its own it's nice and wide and it opens long enough for somebody to get through in a wheelchair but if you don't need a wheelchair You'll be in the room waiting and go, maybe it feels like sometimes <laughs> 10 minutes. It's like, okay, the I need to change. Comes. I need to go to the washroom. But you're just waiting for the door and there's no making it close. And you I don't just have if, to wait it out. I
0: don't know if you find this on yours. Ours, we actually have to push close. I get the, It will swing back, but it won't latch. It won't come. So yeah. I have to walk back and actually latch it. So, um, on the magic and the wonder, most of the handicapped accessible staterooms are on the back of the ship. Right. And I'm, there is a lot of motion There's the a back. lot of motion back here. It is what it is. We're used to it. We don't mind it. Yeah. But if you think, oh, I'm going to take one of these rooms because there's more space, you might find out that you're uncomfortable. We right no. now are on
2: our balcony in our stateroom. Really? Is no, what I'm telling the folks <laughs> who aren't here with us.
1: No. I thought they he just had a revelation.
2: See. They can see that we're on our balcony. Well, they can see that we're on a balcony.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we, they knew
2: it wasn't we mine. <laughs> we're on a balcony. It's our balcony.
1: And it takes up
2: almost the whole half of the back of the ship. Right. But you can't go any further.
1: My, That's why back a, there. We have a massive... Uh, balcony as well. Very similar in size to this one. Um, But there's a lot of, and I I know I've talked to clients about this, who've asked me about the back of the ship. Um, If you think on the new ships, the Dream and Fantasy, a lot of people ask for the Category 5 E's at the back of the ship. They have those extended verandas. There's a lot of vibration back here. We've had a little bit of rough, the first couple days were rough on this sailing and there was a, you know, by the time you got back to the stateroom, There was a lot of
2: moving. People ask what we mean by that, and I would describe it as a seesaw. You think of the center of the ship as the center of the seesaw. The front and the back move the most. Just like we, when I was a kid, they were called teeter totters, but a seesaw. So the front and the back of the ship go up and down more than the center of the ship. That's why we tell people who are uh, motion sensitive to book high and center.
1: We're okay in something closer to the aft elevators. Um, Chris gets motion sickness, Um, but if we're within two or three, maybe even four or five staterooms to the aft elevators, you're okay, but you can feel it as you get all the way back here. There's more vibration, there's more um, just overall noise. Now, those who need accessible staterooms, now I will tell you also about the bathroom is... It has a really nice walk-in shower so when you, you close the double curtain it's a nice square area yeah, with a nice. bench it's no barriers right and so with no barriers also means that water can kind of flow out on the floor just because of the way it is it's it's but those who need these right. the things that we're talking about as challenges the benefits that I'm getting from this stateroom make up for the challenges
2: The reason we need a handicapped accessible stateroom is I need a shower stall. Mm -hmm. I don't do well using a bathtub shower combo. Disney doesn't have those. Right. Unless you're in an accessible room. You have to be in an accessible stateroom.
1: So, I mean, there's some challenges, but, you know, for those who need them, um, you know, just don't think, oh... It's not all about extra floor space. When we walked in, we thought, oh, my God, this is a suite. I texted John and was joking. I think I'm in a Canadian suite uh, because it was so big. But then when we went, just kind of start putting stuff away and trying to – and you learn the quirks. And then what happened was the door stayed open. We came in our stateroom. The door stays open, so we're kind of getting organized. And two women came walking into our stateroom, <laughs> and we're like – Hello, and they thought it was a hallway because the <laughs> door was open. So we just started having to stand at the door until they closed it.
0: Pushing that door closed, for sure.
1: Back to the upgrades. I think they though. came in
2: our room too. I think they lied to you.
1: Yeah, back to the upgrades. You know, if they're available, they can be a good deal, um, but don't count on it. Like, don't. You know, don't we, make this your strategy. We Book talk the room about it you with, need. right, and we talk about it with uh, Disney World too. Book the resort that you're comfortable with. If a discount right. comes out, if you can upgrade, whatever. But make sure you're booking what you can live with because there's no guarantees outside of that. But if you're coming on, you know, the end of you're getting close to your cruise and you're thinking about it, have a check. But it's not for the faint at heart. Let me tell it is you. not. It is not, It's not. Sure. Like, by the time I got to port, John was red. He was Sweating. sweaty. He was like, you've got to get in line. Did you know that they have to do it? And then you could like, say, yes, I did. He was acting like he was sweat. telling me news.
2: Like it was a competition.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh, it was so stressful. I'm glad we did it, though. Yeah, Sorry. absolutely. Did, uh, yeah. One of the things that um, I've had a chance to do is experience Cussiers on... The magic, which is not something its something we've done before, but not since they've uh, built the new Concierge Lounge. So a uh, future show, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Concierge on this ship versus other ships we've been on. So we'll do a whole show on that. But just want to give you a little bit of advice, a little bit of tip on how to do an upgrade a port, if that's what you're trying to do.
1: We're going to have to end this show soon, or cuddle, because I'm freezing.
0: We have four more to record.
1: I just want
2: you to know what you can't see is that Tracy and I are also covered up with a blanket.
0: (laughs) Doesn't seem that cold to me. All right, thank you guys for being here and putting up with the Arctic weather. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.